So in theory, you think some people go through their entire life, 50, 60 years of owning vehicles, owning, quote unquote, never owning them. What's going on, hustlers? Thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Hustle Lounge podcast. Starring Graham Hustle and Hustle Gang Chris. That's what it is. Hustle Nines Podcast. We back. What are we talking about today, baby? Car buying. Car buying. Auto loans. Get a new ride. Throw it on Chrome. <laughs> <laughs> this is big. This is big? Why is it big, though? It's a step everybody goes to. You okay. need a car. Do you? What, depending on where you live, <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah, where yeah. you live at. You know, I got some family members up north. They probably don't even care about cars because of the public transportation. That's that East Coast. Yeah, I don't. I, we drive. Ain't, yeah. ain't, ain't no bus, ain't no train, ain't no subway, none, ain't none of that bus in Carolina though. So what are we gonna talk about with cars today? Like what are we gonna dig into? Let me let me let me know so I get prepared because you be coming with the <laughs> you be coming with the bangers. So today's episode we're gonna um go through everything that involves with a vehicle purchase. Um the advice that we have on purchasing vehicles, the processes that we have taken. The prices range depending on your income. Um, like Graham said, average household about thirty to forty. Yes, sir. And people, is about, the average cost of a car is thirty. Brand new thirty at a at a minimum. So essentially, you going to work to pay for that car. And hold on, before we get started, would that be considered slavery? <laughs> <laughs> Once again. <laughs> We back at it. We back, man. So look, we're gonna talk about the vehicles, the process. I'm gonna even, um, you know, if somebody sells vehicles, they might gonna hear this and cringe because I'm about to let all the truths out. I'm here to tell the truth, nothing but the truth. Solemnly swear, big hustle, hustle lines podcast, hustle smarter. You know what's going on. But let's talk about it, baby. I'm with you. Let's rock. Let's go. We we look. We're gonna we're gonna trim these episodes down about thirty minutes. We drop it every Wednesday, so we need to be 30, 40 minutes, forty five minutes tops, maybe an hour. Cause Soulful Sunday is always gonna be an hour. Like that's a solid hour of love. But let's go, baby. What's the first thing you think of when you think of cars, though, Hustle Gang? The first thing I think of is everybody believes that their first vehicle has to be that vehicle. Okay, it's like, a, it's a status symbol. I'm not driving no Prius. No Nissan Sentra. I need that <laughs> Scat Pack. You know what I'm saying? And I don't think it's necessarily wrong to know that what you want. Okay. But we got to take the necessary steps to get there. Um, we didn't talk about this on house buying because that was only part one. But you know, part two, we're gonna discuss how everything that you purchase doesn't have to be that dream purchase. You got to take baby steps. Until you put yourself in a position to make that purchase. Okay. So 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 you're telling me right now, even though I feel like um I'm pretty successful, I'm doing pretty good, that it's not my best interest to buy that Mercedes GT sixty three AMG or the two door S sixty three AMG, they probably buy eighty thousand, hundred thousand. You only know that. You know, I don't know your personal numbers or your personal <laughs> income. All but right. for everybody that's listening. I'd be a plum fool to purchase any of those vehicles right now. But go ahead, though. I'm listening to you, my G. Yeah, so, you know, um, from the average financial situation, you know, um, as we all know, generational wealth isn't a big thing in the black community right now. 
They talking about it now, but they not acting on it. Yeah, they doing so. a lot of lip service. Everybody tell my kid ain't gonna go through what I go through, but they don't have any kind of means or any kind of way to change the trajectory of what's going to happen. But that's why we here. That's why we hustling smarter. Yeah. So like, normally cars ain't getting really passed down. You know why they not getting passed down though? We. I don't think passing the car down is necessarily generational wealth, but okay. Before you go further, it's not generational wealth, right? Yeah. But I'm gonna address the elephant in the room. Vehicles are not getting passed down because when that person dies, they don't own the vehicle. That's why it's not getting passed down. Whether you look at it as a generational wealth tool or if you look at it as a mode of transportation, either way you look at it, there's normally seven out of ten people live paycheck to paycheck. Um, there's normally a car note attached to that vehicle. And nobody ain't picking that up. Nobody's picking that up. Because then you don't know what kind of credit situation they got, how much they truly owe, none of that. God forbid I pass away today, my vehicle can go to someone because it's a title right there in the safe. Mm-hmm. I own it. It might not be the G-Wagon. It might not be the Audi Q8, Tesla, whatever. It's going to get you point A to point B. It's going to look good while you get there. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, that, that's why the vehicles are not being passed down. You got to think when our grandparents passed away, like my grandparents, it wasn't the best vehicle in the world. But that's why a lot of people like my father in his age range own nice older vehicles such as your Chevelles and your Cutlasses and all that because their dad, mom owned those vehicles before they died. The newer vehicle may have a car note, but the classic always is paid off. Yeah. And that's where we... Uh, we missed the bar at and that's why it's important for us to make sure we own the vehicles that we do have because in theory a lot of people and this is what i was taught as i did my case studies when i was in school for this is in the black community for sure we're always taught a car note is normal you're always going to have a car note and normally people sign up for a five-year auto loan at about three years that vehicle now becomes an old vehicle. So they go get a new vehicle. They trade it in. But when they're trading it in, they're trading down and not up. So when they're trading it in, they're leaving about four to 5000 in negative equity rolling onto the new car loan. So now they're paying probably still 500 but now that five-year loan turned into a six-year loan. So for 60 years, they never had a vehicle that was their own. They always was a lien holder on the vehicle. But I'm just, you know, I don't want to touch nobody sold that early, but yeah. that's, that's I think... No, a vehicle won't bring you generational wealth unless it's a classic automobile, but there's nothing wrong with saying my first car at age 16 was from my grandfather. He left me a 2013 Silverado or 2012 Honda Accord. That's a great start. That's a great start. So what do you think about the car loan process, though? What, what, what are we going to dig into today? We're going to dig into the auto loan process. We're going to dig into how the salesman is there to make money. Are we going <laughs> to like what are we talking about? I'm listening. Let's go, baby. Wake up. So, we're going to talk about um, the auto loan process. Um, I know a lot of people out here. Hopefully, uh, we got some young listeners out here who are ready to purchase their first vehicle okay. or want some advice. I know at work, uh, working with my coworkers, I know a lot of people about 18, 19, always ask me, yo, Kroon, what should I what should I pay for my first car? Which, you know, what's the process? Um how do I get approved? Um, so we just start with that because that's important. Okay. So run um, those questions back. Let's, let's hit those first. So the steps to buying a car, right? Um, you're either going to 
buy it cash or finance the vehicle. Um, most people look into finance. Yes, um, I don't know a lot of people who pay cash for vehicles unless it's a hoopty. Okay. Um, we're going to change that though too because we're in the business of building wealth and getting money. Yeah. So we're going to, me and you, our generation, everybody around us, we're going to make it normal to go drop a $40,000 bag at the dealership. Yeah. 40000 right in the check. I, I can't wait to throw them the Air Force Recruiting Service bag with forty cash in it. <laughs> I'm gonna feel real like one of them. Um, so, all right, so so let's start there though. You said auto loans. So I'm gonna tell you right now, if you're doing a buy here, pay here situation, you're getting gypped. And I'm gonna say what I need to say. If it's buy here, pay here, you're probably getting gypped because you didn't do your homework to know what you really truly could afford. And when you go to the lot, all right, what the first thing they ask you when you get to the lot, Chris, when you talk to the dealer? Yeah, uh, how much do you want to pay a month? What they say? <laughs> how much do you want to pay a month, sir? First question: How much can you afford monthly? Right? You tell them, "Hey, I can afford four fifty a month." All right. So once you tell them four fifty a month, they already got their mindset on what they have available that they can hit you with the finance charges for to get you at four fifty a month because you've already told them that you don't care about the bottom line number of the vehicle. You want to pay four fifty a month, and they never ask you this, and I'm. Like I said, if, you, if they're a used car dealer, they're probably going to not follow me after this. Their goal is to get you in a six-year loan. I'm going to tell you right now, hustle smarter, big hustle, Graham talking. Don't ever do a six-year loan. If you're doing a six-year loan, two things, you can't afford the vehicle. And the next thing is you can't afford the vehicle. Um, six-year loans give you the opportunity to purchase something that you truly can't afford at a lower price per month or at your um, the rate that you wanted to pay per month. So if you wanted to pay four fifty, normally, all right, let's do the math. Thirty thousand dollar vehicle is going to run you out five hundred dollars a month at a minimum. Five hundred great credit, thirty thousand dollar car, five year loan. When you do a six year loan, that allows you to get a thirty five to forty thousand dollar vehicle. Sometimes forty plus, depending on interest rate. But six years. Now I'm not one of them old heads, and I'm I I don't appreciate some of those guys who talk about wealth building, and the first thing they say is. Instead of putting five hundred dollars in a car for five years, you could invest that in a growth stock mutual fund, and you could, hey, whatever, you could do what the hell you want to do with your money. I'm gonna tell you this: with no car loans and no auto loans, it's a different life. So, no, you don't have to necessarily invest it to make more money, but having five hundred in your pocket every month is five hundred in your pocket every month. Um, let's not forget that a vehicle main purpose is to get you from point A to point B. Um, so, let's not forget that part of it. You feel me? But if you go to the lot. And you say, I am trying to pay $500 a month. They're going to get you in something for $500 a month, whether the bottom line number of that vehicle is $20,000 or $40,000, depending on your credit, depending on what they got going on. A lot of times when people come to the lot and they say, I got four fifty dollars a month, they're going to get put in the vehicle that that dealership is ready to get rid of because now you have became a sucker. So what would be your course of action, Chris, if you wanted to buy a car? How do you go about it? I know how I'm going to go about it. I know what I've try to teach to the people but what do you say what I say is go to the dealer already with your own check from your credit union facts go in there with your check you're you're a cash buyer at this point you got a check from your uh, credit union um, already with the interest rate set if you do the auto loan calculator on Google you'll know what you want to pay monthly with the interest rate that you're given at that point like you said the car dealer or the salesman can jip you and put you just into anything. You want to go in there with a few things written down already. You want to know 
how much you want to pay monthly. You want to know your loan amount. You want to know your interest rate. You want to know what kind of car you want. You want to know your the cons and pros of the car you want. You want to know what you're going to say absolutely no to, what you're willing to bend on, and what you absolutely need in your vehicle. That way, when you go to the lot, it ain't no jipping. It ain't no games. You already know what you want. And at that point, if they have what you got, you get it. If you don't, you leave. Uh, I mean, that's a fact. That's my, So I preached that um, since 2000 and whatever I was saying that. Um, yeah, you, you need to go through your bank, right? So before I go to any car lot, I already know I want to pay a grant. Because you always got to look at the principal. A lot of times we forget about the principal. The principal is what do you truly owe on the vehicle? So I know when I go to the lot, I can afford a $40,000 vehicle at 2.3% interest, which is going to put me at four ninety four per month, right, for five years. So when I go to the dealership, I have bargaining room. Hey, I want this 2012 Silverado. All right, they're going for thirty five. We can get you at 500 a month. No, you cannot do that because I've already got my check. Um, I need to get the truck for $30,000. Well, we got thirty five. Hey, bro. My checks say thirty. I want that truck. Either we gonna rock or we ain't gonna rock. Mm-hmm. And when you're when you have that level of because it gives you the power, right? It gives you the power. And we over here right now, we we playing with the bank's money when we go in there with the thirty that they told us we can get at a certain amount. But it still gives us that real uh, to really know how it's gonna feel when we go in there with our real cash. Because now we're going in there with a check from Navy Federal, USA, wherever bank you bank with. You know, when I bought my truck, I went there with the check. When I bought Bree car, we went there with the check. Hey, bro, you want 24? I got 21. Well, how much you trying to pay a month? I got $21,000 check right now. If you're going to sell me the car, you're going to sell me the car. If not, I'm going to leave. Straight up. That's it. And when we buy vehicles, if you're listening... You have to be emotionally detached from purchasing the vehicle. If you go in there with your emotions, you're going to always lose the deal. There's not one. I don't have a dream car. You got a dream car? I got a few. What's your dream car? I think I'll old schools. So my dream car is free. <laughs> my second one is a Mercedes <laughs> GT63. <laughs> but the first one is free. Um, I... Don't have necessarily You cannot wow me at the dealership To buy into a vehicle I'm not coming to buy uh, When I was on the hunt for my truck You know I looked for that truck for like a year and a half And every dealership I went to They were trying to get me into 2014 But it didn't have leather Or they was going to give me the 2016 And it didn't have a sunroof Or they was going to give me the 2015 That wasn't four wheel drive When you are paying your money Whether it's five, ten. All right, if you're buying a $5,000 car to get from point A to point B, you just get what you need to get. But when you get to point B, you just get what you need to get. But when you're spending anything, 15 or better, 10 or better, 20000 or better, you need to get what you want. And that's the importance of purchasing a vehicle. Because if you're paying that time for money, you're locked in. And if you're locked in, you're locked in for a long amount of time. And you got to always remember that for a lot of times with vehicles, you're going to lose the deal. So if you pay $25,000 for that vehicle, when you walk, drive it off the lot, it's not worth $25,000 anymore. So if you get in a in a tight spot, now your vehicle's worth twenty thousand. Now you're five thousand below. So you got to make sure whatever vehicle that you purchase, it is something that you truly want because it's just like a house. You might not be able to get out of it that quick. You're gonna take an L on it. Um, 
Yeah, I think. I mean, did I hit all that? Yeah. Okay. Get, go to your bank. Get pre-approved. Tell them what you're trying to buy and shoot high. If you know you want a truck for twenty thousand, um, say yo, I want to buy a truck for thirty. They're gonna say, all right, Mister Graham, we only can approve you for twenty eight based on your credit history, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And now you know you got twenty eight thousand dollars to shop with at five years, and you know exactly what you're paying. You know everything before you sign that dotted line. What happens is people go to the lot. Sometimes they don't even know because they're so caught up emotionally. And that's the thing with sales. Sales is to get you emotionally. I'm really. I hope they don't try to assassinate me like Malcolm, but (laughs) (laughs) I'm really like, I'm a salesman, right? I recruit. I've always sold something. So I know the ins and outs of sales. I went to sales courses from some of the best courses of salesmen across the world. And emotions sell, not necessity. Nobody goes to the store and get what they need out of emotion they buy things that they want out of emotion so if you're emotionally attached to that car because you've already told yourself this what me and my kids need to ride and i can put all our stuff in the back you can do that in the same honda accord but if you already got your mindset like that i'm gonna feed off that emotion if you come to my my spot and you say y'all want to buy this truck me and my kids need to go to the game every time you say oh well i just don't know man think about putting those uh roll up chairs in the trunk with your baby stuff you need this truck. This truck is for you. And that's what they do. They fiend on that. And I've seen people walk away from the dealership with seven-year auto loans. Whoa, 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 whoa. Seven-year auto loans. I've seen it. I ain't even going to say their name, their family, but one of my troops, I was helping with his money. He bought a vehicle, which was a piece of crap, for $20,000 at 22% interest. He was paying six fifty a month for a vehicle that was only worth twenty thousand dollars. So in actuality, when you do the math, he got out of it. God bless his soul, he got out of it. But if you do the math on that, my guy, he was paying about fifty thousand for a twenty thousand dollar car when you add in the interest rates. That's crazy, right? He didn't even know. Had no clue. Well, no, he knew better because I told his ass where he went to the dealership. Don't do it. But you know. <laughs> What else though? What are we talking about cars? Let's go. I'm with you. Okay. So we kind of went over the steps to buying a car uh, with the loan process. Um, let's talk about settling for what you need versus what you want when it comes to vehicles. Perfect. Get what you need and what not what you want. All right. Let's do a perfect example, bro. We'll use each other as an example. You told me, hey, G, I want a truck. What are the first things I asked you? Why? Why? Why do you want a truck? You ain't finna go cut no yards. You ain't finna do nothing with no truck that you need a truck for. Now, let's flip the story. Because a lot of people always like to say, well, Graham, you got a truck and you don't do nothing no more. And that's a correct statement. I don't do anything anymore per se. But when I bought my truck, paid twenty nine five for my truck. My truck was worth $36,000 when I bought it. I paid twenty nine five for it because, you know, I'm the hell of a dealer. When I bought my truck, I was doing HVAC on the side. Me buying my truck allowed me to knock out more work without going to get the work van because my truck allowed me to put units on the back, put tools on the back, put ladders on the back, pull a trailer. Yes, I wanted a truck and I was going to buy a piece of crap truck for like five bands. But then I'm like, if I always wanted a truck, right? So you figure for three out of the five years of that auto loan that I had, my side job paid my Vehicle loan within one week 
So within one week, I was paying my truck note from working on the side. So the truck paid for itself, essentially. Because if it was up to me, I would have bought a car. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So when you say needs and wants, you just got to know what you need and want. Um, now, you need a car. Do you need the latest? No. Need something to get you from point A to point B. And, and I do like Corvettes and Mercedes Benzes. I'm a car guy. If you know me, I'm a car guy. I used to get the DuPont Registry book. Look it up on Google if you don't know about it. I used to get the DuPont Registry book, and I would actually look at you know dream cars, Rolls Royces, Benzes, and all that. But I know that I don't need it right now because where do I go? I go to work at home. That's it. That's it. So I'm never going to purchase my dream vehicle until I'm not working anymore because I don't want to drive my brand new Corvette to work where I got to park between other people that's at work and it has the potential of damaging my vehicle. You've seen this before, right? I've seen it. It, it the last base with the recruiter. What, Camaro? Camaro. Oh, I forgot about how you remember that one. <laughs> I remember everything. Yeah, my boy, um, Cat I used to work with, man, he had the Camaro one. He was dirt poor. Um, he didn't care nothing about his wife and kids or nothing. He only cared about the Camaro. Man, bro used to drive the Camaro to work, part way off. Wouldn't let anybody get close to him. He was he loved this car to the point that it was a downfall in his life because he was dead broke. This was the cat when they was talking about the military shutting down. He couldn't he couldn't make it to the next check. That Camaro was fire. And I hate to be that predator or prey kind of conversation, but I was waiting for him to say, "Man, I can't afford this. I got to sell the Camaro." I was I'm gonna buy. It. Was I? Oh yes, sir. But I think that's the big thing is knowing what you need and what you want, right? If I wasn't doing HVAC on the side, obviously I don't need a truck. And if you knew me before all of this, you knew that I drove a little Chevy Cavalier. A little two-door joint, $18 for two weeks for gas. I'm pulling up in the green bean. Got rid of that joint. I got the 91 Act Legend. Paid like three bands for that. That joint was clean too. 91 Act Legend was fire. Left that and bought the Cadillac. Then I said, all right, I'm going to get the truck because I'm doing too much of manly things without having the perfect vehicle. And the truck paid for itself. But when I got to Ohio, let's talk about it. When I got to Ohio, I was like, yo, I'm going to sell my truck because now I'm driving city to city, state to state. I don't got no HVAC units on the back. I'm not hauling anything. I'm going to get rid of my truck. And my wife talked me out of it. But, yeah, I was going to get rid of the truck because I had no use for it anymore. And obviously, my side job wasn't paying for it anymore. Now, granted, while I was working that side job, I did double down on the payments to make it better when the time came when I didn't need it anymore. And that's what hustling smarter, right? Hustle smarter, baby. You know, it's a lot of things like that, though. You got to understand what you need it for. You know, people say, I'm having a new child, so I need to get a new car, but there's nothing wrong with the vehicle that they have. Now you're adding on more stress, a new bill to go along with daycare and everything else inclusive for no reason. So... Just be mindful of that. I mean, granted, if I acted off, you got to think, car dealerships go off emotions. They don't go off what you need. That dealer is not trying to get you into the car that you need. He's trying to get you into the car that he needs to sell that's going to get him the most commission. Very few dealers out there will tell you, hey, Mr. Graham, I know you want this truck. It's everything that you always wanted, but you really could take the Chevy Colorado, the smarter, the smaller version of the truck instead of paying his 50 yeah, I ain't met that dealer yet, but they're probably out there. You'll see it when I start when we start hustle smarter. <laughs> hustle smarter car lot. <laughs> yeah. 
What else though? What's up? Am I am I on the right page though? You know, sometimes I ramble. Nah, it ain't been no rambling this episode. I okay, everything. It's just big yeah. that you just yeah. got to know what you want, and then can I go ahead and dip? I don't know if you got this next up. When you're going to get that car and you're going to spend that money, and I'm not talking five thousand and below could be a beater. Five thousand and below could be like the joint to get you from point A to point B. It's still gonna be a very nice vehicle, right? When you're spending that twenty to thirty thousand, or like y'all are more accustomed with that four hundred to five hundred dollars a month for a vehicle, make sure it's the vehicle that you want. I waited two years to get my truck. Two years. Two. I never forget I was on vacation. And if you ever was around me kicking it, I would always talk about, it. man, I'm gonna get this truck. It's gonna be black. It's gonna be a Z seventy one Silverado. Ask Jonah Haas. He probably tapped in. He 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 can he can vouch for me. I was on vacation in Charleston at the beach with my old lady and he hit me like, Yo, G. It's a, it's a Silverado out here on the base. It's time to, you know what I mean, eat your words. You know, I'm like, what are you talking about? He's like, yo, bro, it's the black Silverado. I'm like, yeah, but it ain't a Z71. He's like, nah, Z71. I said, all right, well, it ain't got the sunroof in the back. He said, nah, I got all that. I said, it ain't got, he said, it got leather, Graham, and it got the two-seat in the front with the, you know what I mean, the joint in the middle. Because a lot of the work trucks from Silverado's were work trucks to where you lift the console up. I wanted the built-in console. I didn't want the... If I'm a work, I'm a working style because I want to be able to do my work during the day and play at night. <laughs> See what I'm saying? And uh, it had everything I needed. But we're talking a year and a half, two years. I waited for that truck, bro. And, and now I have it. I done did some upgrades to it. My truck do everything a brand new truck do. I got heated seats, cool seats. And I'm not saying that in a bragging nature. I'm just telling you that when I bought that truck in 2016, it did everything that most of your vehicles going to do in 2021. So I'm not behind the curve because it's 2012. I bought the fully loaded 2012. Every option that was available in 2012 is on Bertha, the mothership. Shout out to the mothership. I just put some, you know what I mean, little razzle on it, big, big black. <laughs> but yeah, man, make sure it's what you want. When you're spending that real check, that four, $500 a month, make sure it's what you want. How do you make sure it's what you want? You've done your research. You know everything about that car. Everything about Silverado's from 2009 to 2014, I knew about. I knew that I could not afford the 15 fully loaded because of the price tag on it. But I knew that the 2012, the 14, which is the old body style, could do everything that the new one wanted if I bought the fully loaded one. I also knew, I don't care about gas mileage. I ain't never put a better gas station and say gas too high. I ain't going to put gas in my car. <laughs> Shit, it is what it is. <laughs> I ain't got no control over that. I ain't never seen nobody pull up and say, man, this gas too high. I can't buy gas today. Nah, I'm going to put that gas in and cry about it later. Uh, yeah, so I, I did all that. I had the bowl system, all that. But I know, like right now, I am so content with my truck and I own it. You see what I'm saying? I don't need a new vehicle. If I get a new vehicle, it's going to be a car. And it might be a car that I really wanted. I don't need it, though. The truck do everything I need. The truck probably ride better than some of these people's cars. That's fact. Yeah, like, I got everything. Navigation, all that. Like, you know what I'm saying? So, I got all that in my truck because that's my truck. It's owned to me. There's, I got the title, like, and can I drop a bomb on this? Drop it. Even before... COVID hit and all this craziness in the world. I paid twenty nine five for my truck 2016 in March. It's 2021 in August. I just looked at the KB. My truck is worth $24,000. Yeah. 24 bands. My truck is worth 24 bands. I paid twenty nine five for it. So over the span of six years, I lost $5,000. I ain't saying I'm going to sell it, but if I was in a position to where I needed to sell it, now my liability has became... What it became, Chris? <laughs> Liability has became an asset. I mean, hold on. 
And and that's what it's all about because that was my research. Now I never expected my truck to be worth as much at this time, but I knew that me getting the best availability for my money allowed me to have the best availability and flexibility on the back end. But yeah, know what you want to get. If you're gonna say, yo, I'm listening to Hustle Smarter, I'm listening to Graham and him, he talking that talk, but I really want this Chevy Malibu. Well, damn it. Get the fully loaded Chevy Malibu. Get the one with the big motor in it. Get everything with all the options in it. That way, five years from now, if you're tired of it, you're going to get back your money that you put into it. You get the base model one for $4,000 less, $50 less per month, you're going to lose a lot on that back deal. And a lot of people ain't looking at that that way. That's free game right there. Yeah, everything I look at buying, no matter what it is, liability, I want to turn all liabilities into an asset. And we all know that vehicles, because they move around, is going to be a liability. You got tires, you got oil changes, you got everything in between. So... If you have an opportunity to make it to an asset, you can, but you have to do that from the proper homework. And that, you know what? I just probably hit 10 car loans, 10 car, I mean, 10 car lots. I'm looking at their trucks. I'm talking to them. I'm talking to them through the messenger. I'm emailing them. Hey, you ready to buy? We got this truck. It doesn't have all of the options that you stated in your email, but there ain't no buts. There ain't no buts. Buy, because you know why? At the end of the day, I didn't have a truck. But I had an 01 Cadillac, and if it really got ugly, I'd strap that damn ladder to the roof of it. <laughs> go get some money. You're going to go get some money. What else we on today? Um, so we covered the steps to get in the car, covered on what you're looking for in the car. Um, I'm not sure what else would need to be covered with car buying at this point. That, um, that's essentially the blueprint. Yeah, I mean, it's not hard. I would tell you that most people go wrong with two things. I got a great car salesman. He he cares about me. He don't care about you. Yeah, that's wrong. The job of an auto... All right, all right, look. We're going to drop jewels for the next five seconds. Right? The job of a car salesman is to get you in a six-year loan. If you go to any new car lot, if you look at any new vehicle... Okay, if you look at the new ones, buy the new Toyota Tundra. $60,000, 72 months, 0% interest. So when they get you on that 0% interest for 72 months because you bought a brand new car, they're not telling you that you don't get any of the discounts, rebates, anything that come with that vehicle. They have raised the price to compensate. To make up for their interest. They raised the price to compensate for every little bit they lost. So you're not getting a deal. Whenever you go to Toyota and finance your car through Toyota, you're not getting a deal. So let's go five. Let's go. I don't even know how many things we went over, but we're going to do it like this. First thing first. Know what you want to buy. Know what you want to buy and don't settle. Don't get a vehicle that you truly don't want. Don't get a vehicle just to get a vehicle. Now, if you don't have a vehicle yet and you're in a position that you need one, obviously do what you need to do to handle your handles. But you don't have to get the nicest vehicle in the lot. Nobody cares about what you drive. When I was driving that Cavalier, it was ugly. It was green. Nobody cared about it. But I was single at the time. Every female I ever wanted to talk to still talked to me when we were driving the Cavalier. Because I know as young brothers, you think you got to have the nicest vehicle to get attention from female. Every female I ever wanted to talk to, talked to me while I had the Cavalier. When you had the green bean. You know why? Why? Well, I had a pocket full of money. I ain't had no car, no, no, <laughs> I ain't had no high insurance. Everybody I know with them Camaros, and, and at that time, Camaros and Mustangs, they couldn't do nothing because they ain't had no money, but I had money. Uh, so, get what you need and not what you want. Always keep in your brain what you truly want. 
I truly want a dually truck. I truly want a Mercedes GT63 all black, black on black. Um, and I do want an S63 AMG all black on black on black. And now Brie want a G-Wagon, so that's going to be black. But I know what I want, but I'm not going to go out of my way to get that because at the end of the day, vehicles lose value. When you drive a vehicle off the lot, especially if you don't ever buy brand new. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Don't ever buy brand new. Rich people buy brand new. The only way I buy brand new vehicles is I'm going to buy it fully cash and they're going to have to take at least 20% off the sticker price because that's what you lose when you leave the lot. You lose 20%. Um, so first thing first, don't buy a new vehicle. But yeah, buy what you want, buy what you need, but just rem- be mindful that it's only a vehicle. Nobody cares about what you really drive when you got your stuff together. And I, I, I had to be living proof. I, I thought nobody would want to talk to me when I drove my little cor- my little. Uh, Cavalier Still got love Second thing is To get with your bank first Get with your bank first And see what you Qualify for From your income And what you can afford And go to the lot With the check From your bank And use it As a cash purchase Alright Do that And the third thing Is just Remember that It's only a car It's only a car Yes you're gonna get love Yes as a young Single male You may get more love Driving the Audi A7 Than you will The Hyundai Elantra But at the end of the day The ends justify the means You're going to have a lot more money in that Hyundai So when it comes to car buying And also The other side of things is that You can't build wealth with the car note uh, The average car note is $500 a month across America No matter your credit rate No matter how much you spend No matter what you get The average car loan is $500 a month At a 6 year loan So $500 a month times 6 years is $30,000 Imagine what you could do, and I'm not going to leave it up to investment, but imagine what you could do with that money if you wasn't paying for your car. And $500 is just a car note that's not adding insurance, gas, tax, and titles. All right? 500 is just a pure principle on a car note. Imagine what else you could do. You could probably throw a party, surprise party for your mama. You probably could do a lot more than pay your car note. <laughs> uh, so keep that in mind is that how the car note kills wealth. Um, I don't have a car note on neither one of my vehicles. And I would tell you, and it's only been a couple months. I'm not going to say and say I've been car note free for years. It's been almost a year. It's been almost a year now. And I can tell you now, man, it's the best feeling in the world because at one time, my household, we had $1,000 a month in car notes. We don't have any car notes anymore. And I would tell you that, uh, man, it's a wonderful, a wonderful, wonderful, great feeling. Um, because you can just your money can do what you wanted to do. So get your uh, your pre-qualification from the bank. Know what you need. Know what you want. And just go from there, man. Go from there. If you have any questions, hit us up. Hustle Smarter LLC at Gmail dot com. Uh, 202-843-2553 is the phone number. If you need to text a call, schedule a consultation before you buy the car. Let's talk about car buying and then get in touch with someone who has a way into purchase that used car from the auction or they know somebody who sells cars in and out i'm well connected i know everybody with every car you need reach out to us let's talk about it but don't get caught up in the car loans and man we out man that's car notes man auto loans car buying one-on-one buy what you need not what you want don't get caught up in the lights and the hype and you know make it work out for you anything chris anything you got to go before we go you good all right we out of here y'all This concludes another episode of the Hustle Lounge Podcast. We'll catch you next time.